Hi, and welcome to the Equilting Life podcast. I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And I'm Sherry McConnell from Equilting Life. And this podcast episode number 59 is airing today, June 27th. And we are excited to be here. We are halfway through the year. <laughs> yes, we are. And yeah, it'll be July is right around. Yeah, I think Friday this week is July 1st. Yep. And next Monday is July 4th. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Crazy. So I think that we will just get right into it because mom has our quilts for today. So I'm gonna let you get started on that. Okay. Yes, on the wall I have waterfront. It's a 68 by 68 fat quarter quilt made with our walkabout fabrics. And I just have always loved this quilt. I just, with that collection, we had, you know, kind of the, the taupe was really new. And I used that for part of the sashing and the blues in this collection. I just love them. I love the border. I love the binding. I love the the block design, everything about it. So one of my favorites for sure. And I love this, the stripe that is on the bias. I had to cut it on the bias for the binding. Yeah. And then on the table, this is the most recent finish I can share with you. I finished some things after this, but this is my sampler spray quilt. And I worked on this quilt for about a year and I did this sew along with Susan Aki. She's Yard Girls uh, 60, is that on Instagram? Yeah. And it's her book with Martingale. There were 106 different six inch blocks, I believe. And I think I made 103 of them. And you put 100 in on your quilt top. And so I used a whole bunch of our different collections. I kind of used kind of when I started, I feel like I had Happy Days and Seashore Drive, and then I finished with Emma. And But then there are older collections that I've used in this quilt too. Just really, really love it. Marion Bach quilted it. She actually quilted the one on the wall too. And the sashing, this is kind of a different little sashing way that Susan has in her book. And so I just followed the book and I love it. And it's very interesting. Really interesting how you sash it. And there's actually sashing in between each four blocks and then the blocks are sashed. And it is so cool. It was really fun. And I also I before I put it together, I put all my blocks in stacks by color, whatever the main color in the block was, whether it was teal or citrine or red or green. And then when I started putting them in groups of four, I tried to make sure that I had four different colors in each group of four. Yeah. So it it was just a really fun quilt. And then the yellow, I just, I had some extra yellow because I I accidentally got sent a little bit extra of this one. And so I thought, oh, perfect. So the backing is actually this yellow sashing. Yeah, that's a great use for it. Yeah, and the binding and the sashing in it. It's just a really happy quilt and it's a really nice large size. Yeah, I wouldn't have done anything different. So when I first saw this, I actually Uh took some pictures for mom. Yes. And I was just, I love that the yellow kind of brings it to life and still ties everything together. Love seeing all of our collections mixed in. They really do go together if you have older collections of ours. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, Mom, but I knew 
I was at the house and I knew I had to go take a picture of the quilt next to your yellow armor. It looks beautiful. And you'll probably see that on the blog, but yes, no. And I was so excited because when you took those pictures, I was, that was when we were moving, helping Sean move. And it was a surprise. I was so excited because I knew I needed to get pictures of this for my blog and my Instagram. And it was so nice that you just took the pictures for me. So thank you. Anything for you, mom. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Let's see. So Billy has something he's going to share. Actually, this came in an email to me. And yeah, we've had a little bit of conversation lately about Chelsea's to the moon and back quilt and so billy's gonna tell about that yeah so right now we'll pop the picture up on the screen and i forgot to show you this chelsea you want to just come over here real quick (laughs) yes i do want to come on over while i'm talking um and this was sent in from a listener and as you can see here it's your to the moon and back quilt. and i believe she's from australia right yes Uh yes and then is that the reverse side i'm guessing where she put her grandson or yeah. um, her her name on it okay well let me read what she said she said hi Sherry. i would like to say i love listening to you and chelsea on youtube um i don't get to watch you live i live in a small town small town in australia we have a small group that meets up once a month i'd like to show you the quilt that i made in 2020 with chelsea's pattern thanks for all you do so this was prior to you even mentioning it mentioning yes. it recently on the right. podcast so yeah. she probably heard that and and that's said, when hey, she I, sent it in yeah i yeah. made that in 2020 so right. i don't i and i don't know if that was um for grandson or son but yeah she yeah. said she said she had made that in 2020 so there's another one chelsea yeah it was so, so fun <laughs> to get that email i had to send it to billy and make sure we shared it here see so much love so much <laughs> love for the to the moon that is awesome thank you so much that is wonderful and I just love that bat that the back. It's so cool. Yeah. 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 And put a huge name like yes. whoever you're giving it to. Right. Yeah. That's Such a fun and idea. make it you'll, personalized. You'll know whose quilt that is when it's <gasps> <Yes>. <laughs> oh if my I had a quilt goodness. with my name on it that big. Yeah. Be like, yeah, that's my quilt. That's my quilt. Guys. I actually have patterns for letters that are that big that well, oh, yeah. maybe not that big, but a little bit smaller that Moda did an alphabet yeah. thing before. So I could always do that if anybody wanted it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That and we will be hearing more about the to the moon quilt. Yes, soon. Also, yes, yes. because something new and fun coming. Right, we are going to be sharing the end of July. I think on the podcast we'll be sharing quilts and yeah, with the new collection. Right, and there may or may not be something fun coming with the. So it back. won't be the next episode that no, you can share. No. It'll be the second episode in July. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. But you'll be able to share the fabric before Bef- in the middle of July or something? Is that yeah, right? Yes. So we might have a video pop up before that second podcast in July with yeah. Chelsea and I in the fabric. You'll have to watch for that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So first I wanted to share, uh, We I did a video tour of my sewing room recently in was it in may yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah in may well and i guess you should probably preface by this is sort of like a new section work a new segment we're going to do in the podcast oh yes overall yes. right yeah well yeah because sometimes i get based on what we talk about i get really great emails with tips and advice and so we just thought it would be a great new section so if you have tips 
based on something we talk on or even not based on something we talk on, just something yeah. new that you find really interesting and helpful, just go ahead and email them in and we're going to just have a little a little section in our podcast. That's awesome. I like that. So we actually have three today. One's based on my new ironing station that I talked about. And one is, well, let's do that one first. Yeah. So I did the tour of my sewing room and I shared my new ironing station that I had made. And I talked about in that video about how I have the wool pressing mat on top of it, but I was a little bit worried about the wood and talked about, you know, I'm going to have to come up with something because I don't want the wood to get damaged. And I got several emails and several viewers wrote with suggestions. One of them even said she had had a similar situation and the wood had been badly damaged. Uh, But a couple of people said, get one of those flannel-backed vinyl tablecloths and cut it to fit down in the bottom with the flannel side against the wood and the vinyl up top, and that vinyl will prevent the moisture from the wool mat, from going down. Oh, and down. then you put the mat on top of that, then, I see. Yes. So I have one. It's downstairs. I'm going to uh, cut it up today. and put it in there. Yeah. So I'm yeah. super excited about that. And somebody else did almost the exact same thing. They put an extra thin piece of plywood that they wrapped in batting and put that underneath and then put the tablecloth that's smart so yeah so i'm super excited thank you so much for those suggestions and then this next one came in for chelsea and because you talked about your machine losing the pedal when you took it to get serviced yes yeah so she said that she glues or tapes a return address sticker on the machine foot pedal pedal power cords and any accessory you are taking to a retreat or when your machine is going into the shop for a cleaning. And what a great idea. That is genius. Yes. Just a simple little address sticker yes. on the bottom with your name. Hey, yeah. thank you so much. And that was from Donna. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah, I love that. She says she's she puts address stickers on all of her daughter's machines. Oh, yeah. I just saw <laughs> See that. Yeah. So just slap it on there. Yeah, really, really love that tip. I'm gonna do that too. Hey, that is genius though, because if you do eat, yeah, even a retreat, yeah, you you could easily lose something. Right. Somebody might have the same yeah. machine that you have, and yeah, so really great. And then this other one is a motivation tip, and I love this because I do this too. She says, when I find that I'm not being motivated to finish her quilt or project. I do a sewing small project that could be completed and it gets me motivated. And that's from Marcella. And love I that. love that because, yeah, sometimes you just need to set that project aside, get a quick finish, quick win. Quick. Yeah. We and were just talking about quick wins. Yes. Yeah. And that was left on the podcast two episodes ago when we were talking about being motivated to oh, sew. Cool. So okay. there was, I found a couple of those on there. Yeah. And the other one then that also came from that same mm-hmm. Uh, she said, uh, this is GL. She said, what keeps me motivating is watching tutorials here on YouTube and hoping that I can make the project. Once I start, I go, go, go. Of course, if I feel I need a break, I will take one. And I love that I too. I love that. So Yeah, you, you can use YouTube just to find something new or fresh that you might want right. to try out. And that there are 
full free YouTube tutorials out there from multiple different people. So right. yeah, it's a good idea. I feel like, you know, we used to browse through magazines for ideas and now we have digital ways to browse as well. So yeah. YouTube and blogs and so I think this segment can really piggyback off of when we do listener questions episodes because, you know, people send you guys questions, you have answers, but you don't have all the answers. And that's the great thing about a community is right. that other people may have had experience with something that you haven't or or have just more have more experience with something. So definitely if you guys have tips, that's something we're, I'm going to start working on trying to compile is listener tips or advice, things that you hear throughout the podcast. And when we feel we have enough to share, we can throw that segment into a, into a podcast and share some of you guys' tips and advice with, with everybody. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I really like it because it really helps us really show that we're kind of a community and we're helping each other, which is what I think we want. Yeah. It's people engaging and us engaging with them. So Right. Okay, so topic today, if you listen to our last podcast episode, I actually got today's topic from the same reading book podcast that I got the, the topic that we shared about summer sewing, <laughs> what remember? What is this book podcast? Well, so yeah, no, it was just, it was really a random podcast yeah. that I don't usually listen to too. So, but anyway, they were talking about when you should quit reading a book, right? You're reading a book and you're just not getting into it and it's really hard to read it. Oh, and so I'm... they had this little discussion about, you know, when when is the opportunity cost, you know, even if you've already invested several hours, should you just quit and start a new book? And so... Oh, I'm interested I, to hear the advice on this. Because... Yeah. So my thoughts went to when when should you shelve a project? When... Do you take a quilting project and not finish it? Even though you've already invested, you know, sometimes there's quite a bit of opportunity costs. Fabric is expensive. Patterns are expensive. Maybe you've even already cut out the entire project or, you know, there could be a lot of opportunity costs here that you're going to have to, you know, just set aside and and when and so billy he wrote discuss when you reach a point where you need to take a break with a certain project is there a certain amount of time you feel you should give yourself before returning to it uh do you have any stories you feel that that, you know on this topic you know does stopping and taking a break ever lead to an overall better finished product when you finally come back to it just so many different ways we can go on this question oh i got stories for you okay (laughs) and this is probably why i have i can count on one hand my whips or whatever Uh (laughs) because i don't have very many i probably have three i but my story i'm gonna start out with is a book there was a book recommended by an author I absolutely fell in love with. Her book that I read has a new author, five plus, 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 plus stars. Really enjoyed it. And she did a review for this book that was coming out for a different author. And I thought, if this girl gave this review for this book, I'm buying this book. And I finally bought the book. I did not enjoy the book. Uh I knew right at the beginning, I wasn't going to enjoy the book. 
And I was so confused because I thought, well, it must get better because this other author. And I kind of realized, I, I think, you know, and maybe she did really, really enjoy the book, but she was supporting an author who was a friend as well. Right. And so she gave a really, really good review for this book. And I didn't think the, uh, and overall, the rating for the book, like overall for Goodreads and all that, wasn't that great. Uh-huh. But I trusted that this author knew what she was talking about. So you read the entire book? I read the entire book. Okay. I, I finished it. And I was really bummed. I just did not, I did not think it was great at all. And I've read like, what, like 15 books already in the past like three months. Like I'm going crazy. But, uh, yeah. So translate that to sewing. That's what I, yeah. yeah. So I obviously have to finish things and I, but it does. And what are you willing to give up? I, the time, you know, and I can tell you 100% the three projects I haven't finished is because they were kind of hyped. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about these projects. And I, I actually didn't love them. And I think that's the thing is I want to read or sew things that I love. Right. And I didn't really love these ones. And they're still sitting in my shelf. Yeah. And so, so I'm really meticulous. I'm careful about what projects I choose. Yeah. So here's a suggestion. And this came from the book podcast. But it applies to sewing. When you quit a project, make some notes. Why did you stop? Was it too difficult? Was it too easy? Was it too boring? Was it that you didn't like how the fabric worked with the pattern that you chose? Did Make they some... tell you the plot, tis- plot <laughs> twist in the first three pages of the book? Yeah. Like, why did exactly. you do that? Take some notes and, you know, just a little shameless plug for my Quilting Life Planner, but on those project pa- pages, you, that's your space to do that. Make notes about what you don't That is like. so interesting because I did. I was telling Mason, I'm uh-huh. like, this is what they did wrong. Why would you do that? Why See? would you give away the, the whole twist on the in the first three pages? Like, yeah. I don't understand. But you're right. I We should be making notes about things we don't or do like. Mm-hmm. And I think actually it probably would have been healthier for me to shelve a quilt project or shelve the book, whatever right. you need to shelve. But I just have this part of me that is like, you started this, you have to finish it. And that's what I did, suffering the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and, but those quilts, I these three projects that I still have, and they're all perfectly placed in a bin and ready to go if I ever want to go back to them. Uh-huh. But I just have, there's also that that loss, like, I don't have a desire to go back to them. Okay, so so you don't think you'll go back to any of those. And why is it? Is it the fabric or the pattern or? I, I think two of them, it's the pattern. One of them I know would be gorgeous. I I think it, it was just a lot of work uh-huh. for me. And at the time, I, and this is not, this isn't even important. You should finish a quilt at whatever skill level you are. But I really wasn't like, I was still making a lot of mistakes then. And now I'm like, oh, do I even want to go back? To so it that? was too advanced for you at the it, time. It was totally too okay. advanced for me. Yeah. Definitely. And I wanted to make it so badly. And it was hands down too advanced for me. Now I could probably go back and it would, 
feel a lot easier, but I was trying new techniques. And that is interesting that you brought that up because it was. So about how long ago was it that you, have they been shelved for years, months? Oh, years. How long have I been doing, how long have we been doing fabric? I mean, 2015, Yeah, 2016, I would say I started the quilt. Is when you started that? Is when I started the quilt. Yeah. And you haven't, okay. Years and years and years Here, this is sort of like your free free quilting therapy session. (laughs) I'm so glad. I love therapy. (laughs) Okay. So do you have any desire to go back and bring it now that you are, you'd be more confident in your skills to maybe finish it? Or you just, do you have such a negative connotation with that quilt that you like don't want anything to do with it? I actually i would like to just restart the whole thing because i would change some of the colors i think that's also it i like i want the background for that one to maybe be a bella 200 now we're really getting into this you guys are getting the details (laughs) i we were using then uh an ivory ivory bella and actually it would look really cute with the ivory but this is truly a therapy session for me (laughs) i yeah there's so many different things but i also cannot fathom because there is also another option you can donate projects and people would probably love to finish them i cannot donate that one because i feel like i invested so much time in it already okay but if you never bring it back up then then what's why couldn't you donate it would be my question. It would be difficult for me to donate it. But you know you're not going to finish but it. I, so. <laughs> Why do you always make me make decisions? <laughs> can you just make a, take the blocks that you did finish and make a little doll quilt for somebody? Or a doll quilt? A, just, you know. You like, want to know what I could do. I table could topper. do a table topper, actually, and that would look lovely yeah and it would be a quick finish yeah i like this idea maybe we should do a whole blog post about this so i i you guys like... trigger me so much <laughs> you're welcome yeah or a table a table runner table topper just a little quilt to fold up in a basket or sit on a shelf now i'm like determined to prove you guys wrong and finish this whole project oh boy. there is a fire burning within me well, there you go <laughs> I, I have one project and it's kind of the same thing i it was in a magazine it was designed by a friend i loved it i made some blocks then i got busy and made you know with other things well i just don't love those fabrics anymore and they are really dark browns and i just i am never gonna make and they're not you know, I'll sometimes sew with browns if it's for a fall quilt or, you know, I'm using that flower pot collection right now by Vanessa. I just made a table runner out of it. Yes, I saw. Yeah, and I want to make a fall quilt with it. And there are browns in there, but this collection was really brown, yeah. really dark, really back from a long time ago. It's I've had these blocks for more than 10 years, I would yeah. say. I am just never going to finish those. And I feel like, yeah, I probably should just donate those blocks. Yeah. You know, and maybe somebody and can somebody use them. Use them and finish it. Yeah. That is another interesting point because as time goes on, fat well not only do trends change in fabrics but you really do as you grow you're progressively going to probably change how you feel about different fabrics and right. kimberly brought that up when we had her on the podcast yeah she was like fabrics that i used to sew with i don't really sew with anymore yeah. 
Yeah. Her taste has changed, yeah. which is so normal right. when you're a creative person. Yeah. Well, for example, see that quilt right above the window over there? Yeah, I've been staring at it a lot today. So that... <laughs> we'll, we'll pop a picture of it up. Yeah. So that <laughs> is three blocks of a quilt that was supposed to have nine blocks. And... <gasps> no way. I, what I did was I was... I realized when I was sorting through projects, I realized I'm never going to finish this whole thing. And so you just made a little wall hanging. I just made a little wall hanging and I had Val quilt it and... Uh, it's so pretty. It's so funny too because the binding is actually from one of our collections. And those fabrics are older. It's the taupe. Yes, it's the taupe binding. And I and so I thought, wow, this is kind of really cool. <gasps> from Harper's that, Garden. That yep, that I bound it with something from our collection, this project that had been in my drawer for eight years or something. And you made use of it. And I made use of it and it's hanging on and I love it. This is the kind of hope I need, but, apparently. But yeah, the opportunity cost thing, I wasn't willing to make six more blocks. Yeah. So even though it's really cute. Yeah. You know, but it's not totally my style now, but it, it looks good here in my office. Yeah, it looks really cute there in your office. So Do yeah. you have any other projects that have been shelved for a long time, Mom, that you're not I think sure? Mom has more than me. I do. Yeah. I actually have a, a two bins with some blocks and stuff that I feel like I could find a way to finish. Billy, eventually. two bins. Why don't yep. you give well, her some therapy? No, no. Okay, so no, no, no. <laughs> By bins, I mean my container store alpha cart on wheels, okay. two of those drawers. So I was not, just imagining not you like, no, here's my first no, bin. No, <laughs> not a big bin, two, two small drawers from okay. a alpha container store rolling carts. It was yes. like, I'm sending you to therapy yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. No, though I mean those bins are probably twelve inches by four inches deep by eighteen inches long. So it's there aren't but a lot. But it's true though. At but, what yeah. point do you decide, okay, option one, do I let this go? Do I donate yeah. it? Option two, am I gonna make use of it? Right. Or option three? Yeah. We're just gonna stare at it. Right. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, so you could change it and adjust it like you did with the wall hanging over there. You could go back and complete the entire thing. You right. could donate it or, yeah. It's my pride. I mean. Yeah. My pride will not let me. I, I just think that that option should be taken off, taken out because what's the point of leaving something there knowing that you're not going to finish it? I so can... either adjust, donate, or complete. I think there's really only three options. I cannot wait in six months mm -hmm. when I am bringing these projects on the <laughs> podcast and being like, well, guess what, guys? Well, it bugged me so bad. I finished all of them. Yeah. And I mean, uh, may maybe that's what we will should. Happen. We should have a whole Whips podcast episode where we oh, share. Yeah. Works. Yeah. Look at me coming up with ideas. Good idea. <laughs> no, but I... I actually did donate one one time to a friend's sewing group. And one of the ladies in that group, she actually took it and finished it. And I had the opportunity where I went back to that sewing group and she said, look, she I finished. Yes, I finished that project that you donated. I'm so glad I love it. And that was really rewarding. That yeah. That's not always going to happen if you donate it and you don't know who gets it or but that was really fun that yeah. somebody finished it. And so would you say now that you are more selective as a quilter than you were five years ago? Like, be honest. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I feel like yeah. now, especially designing with our own fabrics, 
I'm very okay. Well, these are like specific projects that have to be done. Right. But that's, that's okay. And we talked about my table runner issue last (laughs) podcast, but that's why I make so many table runners because sometimes if I think I want to make a quilt with somebody else's collection and I'm not sure, I will make a table runner first and I will wait a little bit. And if I don't love that table runner after a couple months, I'm not going to make a big quilt with it. Yeah. And Because usually I'll buy, if I really like a collection, I'll buy a fat quarter bundle and then I'll buy a charm pack yeah. and I'll do the table runner and then I'll hang on to that fat quarter bundle. And if I really think I'm going to love it and I love that table runner, then I'll make the quilt. But if not, I'll sell the fat quarter bundle yeah. to somebody that might love it. And I feel like I'm far more confident in my fabric selection, though. Mm-hmm. Like for even sure. somebody, oh, we did some, we answered some questions for Lisa Alexander's fun book club for oh, the yes. Home for the Holidays book. Yeah. And that was one of the questions was when you were designing the quilts for the book, how did you know which fabric collections right. would go? And we kind of got a mold multitude of fabric collections but i just know now yeah now i'm like oh these prints will really show off with this pattern right this collection i'm in love with it it has to be for this quilt i think that's also a thing you grow as a quilter you have a lot more confidence in yourself when picking fabrics for a project i think right and i think i am at that point i think at first i was really unsure i didn't really know what i liked yeah And so I was sewing with people's fabrics that I was familiar with the designer and I wasn't really branching out, which was fine because I was experimenting. Right. And now I'm just way more selective. Yeah. No, I also found a quilt when I was sorting. It's completely done, but I never got it quilted. And it's a Christmas quilt. Oh, I got that problem. (laughs) But what I did wrong with it, I don't want to pay to get it quilted because... I made a bad choice on the sashing and it's too convoluted. There isn't enough contrast. And so I don't love it. And some of the blocks are beautiful. So then I've kept it because I thought, well, I could take the whole thing Thing apart apart. and put different sashing in and I would probably love this quilt. Yeah. But then it's like, do I have time? That's so much work. It's very time consuming. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in fact, last night I had to just take apart a block. I found two pieces that were turned the wrong way and it, took 30 minutes to make us you so i don't want telling me i had to rip the seam ripper out yesterday and (laughs) i was like i was like talking to myself chelsea why would you do this to yourself why would you do this you know better than this you should have checked blah 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 blah. and i'm just sitting there speaking to myself nobody's in the room like a crazy person yeah but yeah it takes up so much time i was putting on the outer border and found the mistake and the and then don't you feel like you're like i'm done I'm never quilting for the rest of the day. <laughs> and then you go back in your room tomorrow and you're like, I love this place. It's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. But no, I, I really don't want to redo the set. So I'm thinking, okay, should I just donate this quilt and let somebody take it and quilt it? And That's the heavy question, though, because you, know? you love the blocks and you but spend so the, much time right. working on the blocks. Right. We want to talk about bins. I do have so. a full bin of like probably 12 quilts that have never been quilted because oh. <laughs> I... I, Billy, please, if Isabel ever decides to quilt, she can practice on all those quilts because... 
Oh, just like practice long arming? Yes, because they need to be quilted and my piecing skills were just, points are cut off everywhere. Like (laughs) it is a wild mess. Oh, that's a good thing to have then, I guess, for if, or even if you guys Uh, get into that sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you have practice, you definitely want to practice before you do one that you know you're going to be displaying. Once they're quilted, they'll be totally fine. Yeah, and you wash it and somebody will love it. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed by them though because it was like the beginning, which is horrible. I'm going to, I just want to make a note. I should never be embarrassed of any quilting progress. So I take that back. But there is a little part of me and we, Billy and I have talked about this before. You know, that's those beginning stages of quilting and I have to appreciate that journey. So yeah. And, and honestly, I should probably just get that Christmas quilt, the one with the sashing that's too convoluted. I should just probably get it quilted and just donate it because yes. somebody could use it. Yes. So. Yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't be wasteful. Right. We should we should put them to good use. People right. could use them. We could use them. Our yeah. grandkids. Plenty of forts to be made, people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, this one question? Is there ever a time where... You get to a point, maybe it's a creative thing where you're like, I need, I just need a break and I'll come back in a, a week, two weeks, a month, whatever. Have you ever done that? Is that even a thing? Or when you shelve something, are you like, I'm, I, I'm done? Well, I, honestly, the quilt on the table is a really good example of that. This That's was, so true. this was a 10 week sew along. You were supposed to make, I think 10 blocks a week for 10 weeks and you'd have the hundred blocks. And I was kind of busy when I started and I knew I wouldn't be able to do the 10 blocks a week. And so I was trying to do four or five blocks a week, but then I got even too busy for that. And these, I I don't know, I feel like I had 30 or 40 blocks that sat in a box for three or four months with this quilt along. And then I realized, you know what? I love those 30 or 40 blocks. I want to finish this quilt. And I just started coming back to it and making my... And that's why there are such a wide variety of fabrics in this quilt too, because we had more fabric collections come out in the six months that whatever. Which honestly benefited it in the end. Right, right. Because you did have more of a variety right of our fabric collections yes. i love that so you literally have the most recent one yeah emma i mean emma is in it because i yeah. i took a year to to finish what was supposed to be a 10-week quilt along yeah. so yeah so i think sometimes it's good to i mean because if again comparing it to books or authors or even like a movie script there's people writers they get writer's block Right, and sometimes yeah. they do sh- shelve projects, whether it's a novel or a movie script, and they come back to it and finish it later. Mm-hmm. That's why they say, like, I've been working on this script or this novel for ten years. Well, they weren't working on it every day for eight hours a day for ten years. Right, but there were times where they just had to stop because they they didn't know where to go. Right, and they came back to it. And I know quilting's different because you have patterns, so you you do know what the end prod- product will look like. But when you're choosing fabrics, I guess, or if your skill sets aren't quite to where they need to be if you if you jump into something too early then you come back to them later and you, and you, yeah. you can finish it you know yeah really really good point so yeah I feel like I just 
I'm going to relate this to, to the fabric designing though, is I've always said, I can't just like design a fabric line and I probably scare you so bad. I think sometimes, I don't know what your thought process is, but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, don't worry. I'll have, we'll be having a meeting soon about the new fabrics. And mom's like, okay, hopefully it's not the day of the deadline, but they always turn out wonderful and we always have. Yeah great conversations about what is needed and what is yeah. not needed. And yeah, no, I never worry. I know. That I love your trust in me. I feel like creativity does hit you at different times. And sometimes you, you know, and I do that sometimes too. I'll design eight or nine patterns and they'll just be sitting in a file yeah. waiting for fabrics because I just had a whole bunch of ideas that I was able to get down on paper or yes. into the computer. And another time I might think, new quilt I, I don't have any ideas right now you yeah know? so yeah I feel this, like this and you know that about me this time was a struggle for me yeah I was like worried about, yeah and now I love the quilts and that they're I can, great I yeah think, they're great yeah but I was so nervous I couldn't come up with one it's like my brain was not working I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to design yeah what uh, this actually reminds me one of my students when I was teaching English one time wrote a paper on procrastination and how it's actually really beneficial for creativity to procrastinate. And she had, you know, the documented all the articles and journal research and everything. It was really fascinating because, yeah, sometimes our things just need to simmer in our brains. Okay, this person is my new favorite person. So and yeah, I think you might know her. So I probably do. Actually. So, but yeah, it was from s- several years ago. But yes, wow. really, really good research on the fact that procrastination can be a good thing. I do my best work. So, <laughs> now it's, it, it I'm not going to tell my kids this. But. Yeah, it's not saying, you know, your mom tells you to empty the dishwasher, you should procrastinate yeah. that. It was <laughs> it was all related to the creative process. The creative process. Yeah. That makes sense for me, yeah. though. So That really does. Yeah, There's hope thought. for us. Just a thought. There's hope for us procrastinators. Yes. Well, I think, you know, debuting the new segment of listener tips or advice, I think this is probably the perfect topic to follow that up with because I imagine this would be a good, this is a good topic to get feedback on right? with so many different quilters out there who have gone through the same things that you guys have discussed today. And I imagine that there's some great advice out there that people have used to either get back and finish, complete a project or what they did to adjust, you know change it like like you mentioned mom right. i'm sure there's just a lot of you know advice so i think this would be a great episode for everyone to leave comments on the youtube channel or or, or send emails to about about that maybe we could sort of revisit that with some of some of the um, comments that we get yeah yeah that sounds like yeah, great yeah that sounds like so a great idea that's an official call out for everyone yeah. <laughs> this was I love this topic today. Really good topic. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I think that's it. Billy does have some reviews, right? Yeah. Yay. It's been a while since we've done... It's been a long while, and I love hearing them. Yeah. Apple podcast reviews here. So, I got and one, two, three, four. I was going to ask you, are some of them recent? Because I was listening to another podcast the other day, and he mentioned he had all of these reviews from months ago, but he was hoping that you know, to keep getting them if you if you have s- some things that you'd want to share positively about his podcast, because I guess they do look at how old your reviews are. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so you need to keep getting them yeah. 
to keep current. Yeah. 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 yeah we, we have a few, few okay. new ones here. Awesome. Or more recent ones in the last yeah. month or two. Um, uh, this first one is it's titled amazing. This is a truly amazing podcast. I happened to stumble upon their YouTube channel, never had quilted in my life and couldn't help but fall in love with the craft. They are so inspirational. You can't help but keep listening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, not even. Not even. Not even quilting. Not before. even quilting. Yeah, that, so that's really that's awesome. wild. Yes. Um, okay, this Thank next you. one, favorite quilting podcast. I've been listening from the beginning, and the oh. episodes keep getting better and better so far. The April eleventh, twenty twenty two episode has been my favorite. So interesting. I'd have to look up which one that is. <laughs> uh, I love to listen while I'm quilting. I quilt a lot, so keep the episodes coming. Coming. Thank you. So Thank you so much. Who listens to podcasts while she I quotes. love that yeah. they've been with us the whole time. Yes. Like the journey. Um, We've grown a lot. <laughs> and here's one actually you guys can maybe answer uh, a little question you could answer real quick. I love this podcast. Sherry and Chelsea, when you listen to podcasts, what do you listen to? Billy, I'm sure there's some you'd recommend too. History maybe. Thanks for your contribution to our quilting community. Keep up the good work. So if you had to recommend one podcast... What, what would it be, Mom? We'll do a rapid oh, fire. That's <laughs> really, really hard. I would say Best of Both Worlds with Laura Vanderkam and Sarah Hart Unger. They're two working moms, a little bit younger than me, uh, but they talk about keeping it all together, time management, organization, family, book recommendation Ooh. that that's probably the one i would go to a really really close second would be greg McEwen essentialist podcast okay so she cheated she gave two sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right chelsea i'm gonna be honest i am only listening to music right now okay. <laughs> only listening to music i, I sort of knew you know you're I not as big of a I'm podcast not a big listener podcaster. as yeah. mom and i are yeah but um <laughs> Well, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I won't lie. Fine. I could give you a few more if you want. <laughs> I, I well, like, you give two. Okay. Okay, you can give one more, Mom. More uh, dance parties in I my like, sewing room. I like the Lazy Genius podcast. She's she's always got, and she's also quite a bit younger than me. But sometimes it's I just really like it's okay. the way she looks at things. You know. To like, listen to someone younger than well, you. Well, yeah, no, and not, it's not because of the age. I'm, I know. I should I say stage you. of life. She has yes, young yes, children. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like some of her suggestions, if you have young children, still work. If you have no children in your home, yeah. so yeah, then they'll work. Yeah, um, I I am a podcast junkie. That's he yes, is. he and is. I mean, I listen to podcasts about podcasts. I listen about <laughs> podcasts about the podcast industry and technology. But I but you're right. I do listen to history podcasts as well. That's that's was what my degree was in. Um, if I could recommend the there's a there's a podcast called Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell, and you probably have heard Malcolm Gladwell, a lot of books, he's a best-selling author. That's a good one. It's it's seasonal, so it's not every single week, but mm. he'll do like yeah. 10 season, ten I episode enjoy, seasons. Yeah, I enjoy his books. I don't mm -hmm. really always listen to his podcast, but... So that's a good one. He It's it's a historical. Then there's one, he's called the godfather of, of podcasting by many people. His name is Dan Carlin, and it's called Hardcore History. His only come out maybe once or twice a year, but wow. they're six-hour episodes, oh, wow. and they go very, very in-depth in whatever topic he's talking about. And so 
Wow. If you're asking for history recommendations, yeah. those are two, but uh, it's not, they're not as frequent as other type of podcasts. So, wow. Awesome. Anyway, so thank you for, yeah. for that, that review though. And yes. um, last one I'll share I'm a new listener. Uh, I'm a new listener to this podcast and I've listened to almost all the episodes now and so excited about future episodes. And that was just the most recent, Aww, um, our most you. recent review. So oh, thank, thank you. you so much for tuning yes. in. Going in the backlog. We are they glad are you're there. <laughs> Hopefully that, you know, these episodes are evergreen content, meaning that you can listen to something two years ago and can find relevance in it. Yeah, for your, that's what I think so. Life. Definitely. Yeah. So. Okay. So our next podcast episode will be airing Monday, July 11th, and we won't see you until then. So happy 4th of July. <laughs> yes. Wish everyone a, a safe and, and healthy 4th of July here in the United States. And thanks so much for stopping by. 